welcome back to Web3 Whispers, where we talk to the gigabrains and the nons of uh, Web3. We've got me, Matthias, and my co-host, Steve. Who hey, guys. Hey, guys. Um, we have Halco and Mario Digital from Dopex. Uh, Halco, Mario, do you guys want to introduce yourself? Maybe just say what your role is in the community, and then we could we could start shooting the shit about, uh, about Dopex and, and uh, give the people what they want to know. Yeah, sure. Hey guys, um, I'm Mario Digital. I uh, do community and, and comms at Dopex. Uh, yeah, that's that's the, the the gist about me. <laughs> <laughs> Short and sweet. I like it. Yep. Yeah. And I'm Holka, and I have helped Mario with playing online. So so also some numbers, some explainers, some some calls. You know, whatever happens. So it's never a never a boring day. Ah. Uh-huh. <laughs> you can tell how it goes a, digi- a, a gigabrain from the uh, from the nice little intro. He's the numbers and words guy for dope. Yes, he is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> for his Twitter bio. That's, that's not true. He's shy. He's shy. It's from being so beautiful, right? But actually, we are, you know, we are like very small brains because we do not like, you know, write complex white papers. We think like, you know, is what we do understandable for everyone or not? And then, you know, if this doesn't pass this check then then we scrap it so so it's always you know keep it simple yeah you got to make it digestible for the smooth brains like uh, me and matthias exactly it's they're small brains but they're just like uh ferrari engines there's only dialed in for crypto Any, yeah. anything else just falls right out right yeah how and mario have the v12 engines <laughs> up top uh, no, not me. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm with you guys. I'm on the same level with you guys. Probably. Four cylinders, yeah, yeah. Uh, Matthias and I are like mopeds, and then we got Halco over yeah. here, who's, uh, who's just a Lamborghini waiting to roar. Team, team moped. Here we go. <laughs> um, anyway, so you guys want to speak a little bit on what Dopex is, just so that people understand, and then uh, we can get into some more, some of the specifics after that. Whoever wants to take that one, feel free to jump on up. It was basically like a, a short, short and sweet version of what Dopex. Yeah, does. I think Hako, Hako, you want to you want to try it? You're so good at this. Yeah, <laughs> I say so. Like, in, like you know, like to be sure, Dopex is the options protocol, right? So, so this is the protocol to match users that are looking to buy options and then users that are looking to sell uh, options on different crypto assets so so i think that's the that's the whole idea so mm-hmm. the idea itself is quite simple but i think there is much more you know uh behind the surface should mm-hmm. i also like give a quick rundown what the options are so, so or or the do the publicity would know yeah. yeah so i can i can give a if you want i can do like a real quick rundown and then you guys can elaborate um i have some i have some uh time spent in the options market just from uh i work for an investment bank right now and then prior to that uh, i was working for one of the big four accounting firms so i've done i've done some time in the industry and then on the side i do a lot of or prior to this to a lot of equity investment so i have some knowledge there um and i can just break it down real quick and then you guys can take it and run with it because um, i have a question just in terms of comparing it to, to options trading on the stock market and and how that compares to crypto derivatives so um for anyone that's listening that doesn't already know Options on the stock market are derivatives, which means that it's a security that derives value from uh, an underlying asset. Um, They take the form of contracts that give the buyer the right. Uh, This is key because it's not an obligation, but it gives you the right to buy or sell underlying assets at a specific price on or before a certain day. Um, There's a lot of value, a lot, a lot of variables that play into value there, like theta decay and some other things that, you know, we don't really need to get into the nitty gritty, but um, they can be used to compound income, hedge risk, um, and it's all through the form of uh, price speculation, right? So the most basic options on the stock market are calls and puts, right? Um, calls represent a speculation that the price will go up and puts do the opposite. Um, options aren't free. Obviously, they have to have a premium attached to them, which which represents the uh, the payment to lock in your right to buy or sell the underlying asset at a specific date. So an example would be like if Amazon is priced at $10 a share right now, I believe it's going to go up to $100 in two years. I can buy a call option to purchase Amazon at you know $50 a share in two years from now, right? So two things could happen. The price could skyrocket to $150 in two years, and my option will be extremely ver- valuable because I can essentially purchase the asset for a discount, um, or the price could be $40 in two years. 
and my option would essentially have no value because I'd be purchasing at $10 over the price. So I'd just be forced to basically purchase at market value. Um, the inverse is, is true for, for buying a put option. So I was hoping Halco or, or Mario, after that breakdown, you can correct any mistakes that you think I made verbally. And uh, if you guys could also just compare how DOPEX, which I know stands for Decentralized Op Options Exchange, if you can compare how DOPEX um, relates to the stock market and if there's any differences, any big differences that you would uh, like to point out before we get into some of the specifics. Yeah, I think that's. I think it's quite interesting. Like depending on where you come from, because if you if you uh, if you come from from let's say U.S. equities, which mm -hmm. are like the most liquid market in the world and like almost every derivative market, mm -hmm. then then it is quite interesting, right? Because you, you you can buy options with many many customizable parameters, you know, whatever you like, and what you have to do, you know, you you need to find some broker and, and you need to find any kind of exchange and you will be able to find many, many, many different assets, different parameters, strikes, expirations. And in crypto, uh, we are still, yes, yes, before that. Uh, mm -hmm. So I think crypto options are like much more like, like emerging market. You know, like think if I think if you, if you came across emerging markets and maybe crypto are much closer to this, right? Which means uh, if you if you think about such a market, then uh, liquidity right now it's still very very fragmented. And mm -hmm. when it comes to the options, maybe the longest term, but you can like effectively trade this three months for like bitcoins and ETH. Uh, but the most liquid ones are usually for like one week, one month. So so compared to US, where you can pretty much buy options one to three. Uh, yes, outright. Uh, here, the horizons are much, much, much shorter, and it's quite interesting because even if you take a look at the numbers, it's, it's quite interesting, right? Because everyone is thinking, well, if you look at the traditional markets, when options are big, options are large, you know, derivatives are large, right? You, let's see, massive pie. So if you have a slice of this pie in crypto, then well, that would be cool. But the thing is that in crypto, the derivatives for now, they are very, very, very minuscule. So so right now, I think with options, 90% of all the volume uh, goes through centralized exchanges and almost all of that goes through Deribit. And even if you take a look at Deribit numbers, they are still considerably, I think, like like small compared to compared to many, many other venues. So it's a very, very niche market when you think about it. Mm -hmm. And uh, and when you take a look at the on-chain options, then, then yeah, indeed we have like quite a few uh, protocols, like maybe quite a few different assets parameters. But it's still very very early, and those those uh, markets are still quite small. And I think it's quite interesting when you think about it, because uh, because because. I would say as follows that if you are mostly a retail user, let's, mm -hmm. let's think so, then, then most likely you came across options maybe when hearing about, let's say, Wall Street bets. So so you would think about options as a highly speculative uh, instrument. Mm -hmm. But that, the thing is that, that when you scratch the surface, right, there a lot of this magical notion, you know, you see these memes, <laughs> whatever <laughs> that people would post saying, you know, here is like, you know, market cap of like Bitcoin, here is like market cap of crypto, here is of all these stocks, bonds, and bandbrooks, a huge massive box that says derivatives, right? But still, but it's derivatives, it's still calculated by notional. And the thing is that a lot of these flows is like hedging, you know, with like people basically moving risk around. And, and many, 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 venues like market makers, brokers, uh, participants, they are mostly looking to shuffle the risk around and then the amount of like very active speculators that on board on this risk and take this risk is definitely not the most dominant player on the market, right? Mm -hmm. And then right now I think in crypto, especially on chain, uh, many kind of protocols were thinking, well, we would uh, onboard traders first and, and create most likely protocols for for like sophisticated users. But the thing is that actually as we see how 
everything slowly develops, or maybe develops very rapidly, then actually there is and there will be more and more and more needs to actually hatch. And I think mm-hmm. you can see it. Like like last year, everyone would be just thinking, you know, how to maximize the profits. And right now, people are finally catching up, thinking that hmm, actually, I do not need to take all this risk. I can maybe only take a like a part of this risk, right? Mm-hmm. And I can use different derivatives to uh, to isolate some of my risk, and maybe I can use options to do this. And I think that's very very interesting because because that's what we also observe that if we would kind of manage to find this kind of sweet spot, right, where where we are not only catering to, to like you know pros to all like digits who of course are <laughs> very like loud important segment of the market to <laughs> have these natural hedges then then that would be like like very very cool and it would be also some kind of um a mark of maybe markets maturity right because if you if you for example if you are like traditional uh, entity uh, that is doing derivatives when you know what do you like the most is to have some kind of clients users that are most likely natural risk sellers like so they would always sell options or maybe buy options or mm-hmm. basically always provide you some certain and then and i think it would be also good uh, as as you know crypto markets develop to have more and more of this because i think that right now a lot of activity on chain is mostly speculative driven right and, and, and i think we can see this that whenever price goes price goes down uh all the activity kind of dies and and yeah, but at least it's crypto, which means there are like no breaks, but also no restriction, which means <laughs> uh, things go up fast and then everything gets flushed and, and then the things that work survive. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, so I think it's, this is where we are right now. So we are, I know that's, yeah. that's a very cliche, but we are very early. <laughs> so so <laughs> let's, let's see how it goes. You are I early. Think, yeah, exactly. If you're listening to this, you're early. I think uh, it's pretty, yeah. pretty hype, but... Um, it's interesting the point that you're saying that as we see more options being used, it's actually like kind of a sign of the market maturing and getting mm-hmm. a little bit more sophisticated, right? So um, I wonder if a lot of retail will eventually be using options, or do you think the most volume might be from you know treasuries or treasury treasury management um, like protocols using DOPEX if they hold, let's say. Um, ETH in their treasury, they don't want to see that go down, so they're kind of just hedging against that. Do you see that kind of volume right now, or do you see that as the use case more uh, crypto institutions, let's say, like you know, mm-hmm. treasuries and that kind of stuff, or is it more driven towards retail? I think that's, I think that's a good question. I mean, uh, right now we are in this quite interesting place where definitely you have a very like active uh, and significant group of, of people just like speculation so so users that you could say that may have some kind of like you know robin hood slash wall street pet uh, background but also i think that like as you as you speak to like many protocols you can you can see a lot of differences which means uh like interestingly uh, throughout the Past year, we saw we saw many like protocols, many DAOs, many treasuries like end up with, um, you know, basically speaking. Let's say you are a founder, you are a developer, or there is a team of you guys, and, and suddenly uh, you end up sitting on some significant pile of money that you need to manage to make sure that your uh, your project uh, weathers through all these storms. You have all the money to pay. To the developers to cover all your costs, etc., etc. So you and you end up having to manage these amounts. And, and the thing is that right that, that that many of these people do not really have like experience of mm-hmm. playing, you know, like risk mm-hmm. managers, treasurers. So it's quite interesting, right? Because some people would think, well, you know, we need to yellow everything so that we <laughs> make a lot of money. Uh, and then usually you see. Right, people burning for twenty millions of treasury in half a year, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but also, but also, you see some people thinking, well, actually, uh, we are not so sophisticated, uh, so we need to tread carefully. 
and and these people when you talk to them they are like you can see they're like very very wise because they can very quickly spot what where they are good at what they are not and i think that going forward we will see maybe more and more uh protocols either maybe hiring something maybe people mm -hmm. like to manage treasuries or maybe even having specialized protocols that would manage the treasuries like you know like mm -hmm. help help managing uh the runway uh which is pretty much what happens like in traditional world and that's pretty good thing i guess and, and then as you have more and more like ways for mm -hmm. users to 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 avoid to manage risk and i think it would be quite natural to use more and more options because even like like when you think about this let's say you have some amount of ETH in your treasury and you have to for example cover for your costs for the next six months or like three months so you are of course exposed to a lot of volatility because of if let's say you have to pay your team in two weeks from now in three weeks from now uh and uh and you are still exposed to all the market movements so you never know how much ETH you would need to spend in the end and, and it's pretty cool because if you are using options right you can use options to hatch and then you can lock in the price uh you can maybe buy the puts you can maybe uh write some options and, and whatever you do whatever you choose uh you are slicing this risk into like pieces and then you think okay mm -hmm. at least now i can sleep well because uh, because i have like my maybe worst case cover or something like this mm -hmm. so, so i think it's I think it's this. So, 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 so for sure, you know, it would be very, very cool to, you know, to have some large Degen whale, Degen whale that would be able to churn through, you know, like one billion dollars of options notional every month. <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, but I do not really think that this, we will see this. I think it's much more likely to just, uh, you know, if this is DeFi, then to have more and more users, more and more protocols start thinking, well, in addition to, to being Degen's, of course, we can use options as well to be DGNs, but we may end up, basically speaking, using options protocol like Dropbox to to manage our money. So, so I think that's also yeah. No, it's a it's an interesting point. I think too. Like one thing that I think Matthias and I have talked about a lot in previous podcasts uh, is this idea of finding something that you're good at within the crypto space and leveraging that and, you know, just focusing on that and creating like different revenue streams, different streams for income through the things that you're good at. And I think kind of like, you know, creating jobs for the job market, it's interesting because every time we see uh, a protocol like this, you know, a platform like this um, being made, it creates a lot of opportunities for people to, um, work in a part of crypto that they haven't done before not just you know through treasury not just like someone looking for like a risk manager for their treasury but also just like retail investors wanting to be able to either one hedge their risk or just compound income you know like if i have a long position on a certain coin and i want to make more off of that coin because i think it's going to go up and uh you know i know that you said that the time horizons are a lot smaller on uh, crypto derivatives and they are like in the stock market. So like, let's say I think X stable coin is going up in a month or two weeks or something like that. Like, yes, I have that position, but now I can also get in through options and leverage that to kind of double down on, on, um, my gains, my unrealized gains from the stable coin that I'm holding. So I think it's an interesting point. I think it creates a lot of avenues for growth in the industry. I think it also creates a lot of avenues for entrance from institutions, from retail investors, you know, people that, want to be able to manage their risk or compound that interest like we've been talking about like i think a lot of institutions may be hesitant to get in on certain uh crypto assets just given like the historical volatility but you know if they want to go long on ethereum and they want to be able to hedge that that position by having like a short and uh you know put option through um dopex and they can and that gives them a lot of different avenues for entrance aside from just the different avenues for income yeah, I'm kind of curious, um, Helko, if you have an estimation on how many of these uh, projects are probably going to like blow through their treasury, not knowing how to manage it, not seeing the risk and the volatility. Because, I mean, with normal uh, companies, you can kind of price out like, oh, okay, we have three years, we have a year, because it's all in dollars. Um, but these ones, a lot of times are priced in ETH, or they take in ETH, especially these NFT projects. 
do you think a lot of these are going to blow through their runway much quicker? Um, you know, seeing ETH drop by 25%, they now have 25% less runway and they haven't accounted for it or they haven't hedged against it. Do you think we'll see a few of them go under or start to raise again? Um, what do you think? Hmm. How many DGEN projects do yeah. you think are out there? <laughs> I think uh, that's a good question. I think. I think it would be interesting to see if someone has already made some like estimations or, or mm -hmm. research because as I have only seen the headlines because from time to time you can uh, read the headlines of like different projects. But I think it's it's especially quite uh, I think this is quite more uh, more occurring event on I think NFT space than on the DeFi mm -hmm. space. I think on the DeFi space people have some basic financial literacy, which means you have to pay the devs, you have to be conservative and careful. But on the NFT space, I think it's interesting, right? Because some projects would raise a few million, mm -hmm. uh, promise some road, some roadmap, and suddenly, you know, like money's gone. And, and, and then you see protocols doing some very interesting, like dubious transactions. <laughs> so, so I think, I think really, you you know we we are like definitely speed running something and and I really really think that uh, that right now if we if we have this infrastructure for for options and we and we see that there are like more and more larger and larger like organizations like on chain that have like treasury on chain they would they would need to they would need to do something and I think it's also interesting to pivot around this uh, is 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 when I could maybe just say some like very quick story. Mm -hmm. So, so initially, like uh, our like idea number one was to offer SSO of these, which are like single staking option vaults. So to give you a super super quick rundown, it goes like this: that SSO of these were like targeted at, targeted for a DeFi user, which means if you use DeFi. You have been using DeFi since the famous DeFi summer. Your favorite activity is to stake your tokens, farm them, and make the number of tokens to go up. So our so our founder's idea was to what if we would merge this? So a way to like single stake farm your tokens with uh, the opportunity to write options with with these tokens. So you will take risk. But you will increase uh, your uh, your potential return, and and this was actually very very cool, and people seem to like it because a you can like go to our website like up, up uh, topex.io and slash ssov, you can deposit your tokens. These tokens would be farming for you. You will get all your farms, and you can also choose to write options. And if you will be choosing to write options, you will be taking a risk because you will be the option seller. But if these options expire worthless, you are collecting all the premiums. So yes, there is risk, but there is some potential nice reward. And of course, on top of this, uh, some vaults have some DPX incentives, which means you can collect some uh, free DPX, which is maybe not free because you are taking risk, but but you know you can collect some DPX rewards on top. Or if you are a uh, uh, another kind of user that is looking to buy options, you can interact with our vaults because our vaults have the option pricing mechanism, etc. And you can buy the options, right? And these options are uh, all are tokenized. So you just click, you get the live pricing. If you like the pricing, you can purchase the option. And, and that's it. So, so it just matches users who like to stake and farm and write options with users who prefer to buy options. But what we have noticed is, is actually uh, is that in DeFi right now, you have a lot of lot of kind of intrinsic risk or like maybe systemic risk uh, across the border, which means, you know, liquidation cascades, right? Someone gets liquidated, the whole chain goes under. Uh, large oil gets liquidated, you know, the whole market collapses. Mm -hmm. you, you, in general, you have like very, very weird or crazy price swings. So we started to think, what if we would not like treat our options as like a world garden, right? So yeah, we have people that like buy still options, but what if we would try integrating our options into our protocols? So, so that's like pretty much the whole idea 
with the product that we are working on, so the Atlantic options. So it is basically speaking means that if you open some position somewhere that is leveraged, uh, you can buy put options on the OPEX with a price above your liquidation. And as long as these options are active, you will be protected from liquidation. So pretty much, you know, repackaging options as the insurance. And and this most likely opens a lot of lot of new ways. Uh, and it, this is also kind of pivoting once again options towards people looking to actually hedge. Why? Because for example, you may not be looking to you know to spend your money on like very, very deep out of the money options as a speculator, right? Because they may be cheap, but they most likely would expire worthless. But at the same time, if you are a user looking to hedge, then you are most likely more than happy to purchase some cheap insurance mm -hmm. that would protect you from some very not too cool events. And at the same time, if you are, for example, a like treasury or like like some kind of um, player entity that has a lot of liquidity and would like to take a rather small risk with your protocol, with your like assets, then you can, for example, become the writer for like Atlantic options because we hold trickish, but the Atlantic options would be most likely quite deep out of the money, which means you would serve a little bit like the plunge protection guy. So you, you are selling most likely protection against tail risk. But on the other hand, you are uh, collecting premiums uh, across the way uh, unless we have some kind of a tail event. But what is interesting that if we have this possibility to like merge different protocols and stop liquidations, because suddenly options say, well, this user will not be liquidated because he has the put option uh, bought in DOPEX, so, so the liquidation will not trigger here, then suddenly we will be able, you know, to like stop many liquidations across crypto from happening, which means that suddenly the markets may start getting less and less volatile. So, so it could kind of start stabilize the whole market. So, so that's that was our kind of idea, right? That that what if we would try try pivoting, try looking for for really really kind of like you know like organic ways how to how to find the users, how to find the the buyers, the sellers. So, so we we expect to have the Atlantic's life soonish and then mm -hmm. we are <laughs> rolling out some educational content so 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 stay tuned but you know but that's our mm -hmm. kind of way of thinking you know just to embed the options very very deeply the whole crypto world so we do not want to be you know this world garden we do not want to be this uh this kind of island where you just buy sell options we we want for the options to do you know to kind of work in the background around yeah it's, so the it's, it's oh, yeah, oh yeah. sorry no, go ahead. <laughs> okay <laughs> i was just gonna say yeah it's, it's interesting because i feel like adoption is really gonna be like twofold right like we're all dgens in the space and you know i'm sure some dgens will take this as an opportunity to go super saiyan and just like double down on being a dgen <laughs> um but i think like for the hedging aspect it really is going to take um two kind of aspects the first being like simplicity like how simple can we make you know building out an option or buying an option etc or building that into another transaction that we have as a as a mode to to hedge and then i think the other aspect is like education and i think like you know like you like you were saying like unless you're coming from like the wall street bets community you know like maybe this is an opportunity for someone to start a dopex bets subreddit but like if you're oh, yeah. <laughs> if you're coming from a, a wall street bets community or like you've had experience trading on on the stock market and and you're somewhat familiar with derivatives you're somewhat familiar with options for the most part i think a lot of people especially the ones that dove straight into crypto with like little to no experience in investing in equities um or just like in that sort of realm of industries i think it's gonna take some education for people and education in like the most layman way possible to for people to feel even like confident getting into it um on that note do you guys have like i know a lot of a uh, a lot of like options trading uh markets will have like uh let's call them like simulation type software simulation type uh methods for people to kind of get exposed to options without actually losing or winning anything like it's literally just like a simulation for 
for equities for for options without you know just so that you can get like kind of practice like warm up before you actually get invested in options i feel like that's a good way for people to kind of get warmed up to it and, and feel a little bit confident before going in like do you guys have something like that are you thinking about building out something like that or like are you depending on other other parts of the market to educate um to educate these investors um so education for us is very important um as we see that you know a lot of people that uh come to us are not your traditional derivative trader or you know whatever kind of trader that comes from the traditional space because they're mostly just normies like i don't know like anybody else that you know um just bought some couple of coins and you know heard about dopex and now they're in a community they like the memes <laughs> and, and so they 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 stay for that right and right um but so for the, for these guys, um, yes. So we were we were thinking about having like a testing environment, like something that would maybe run on the test net, or maybe we had our own um, like uh, uh, sandboxed environment where we would try something like this, uh, you know, like a testing environment. Um, unfortunately, this takes a lot of uh, um, dev dev power from from our hands, so it's not something that we're building out right now. But it's still something that we might think about building later. But at the moment, we, should, we should think the best way for people to learn more is through, you know, just basic education. And for that, we have things like um, our Dopex Academy, where we uh, kind of collect all the um, block, like all the important stuff that we push out that kind of explains how things work. But also, um, we have a lot of content from community members that uh, just, you know, they they break it down hundred times better than we ever could, and uh, you know they they just know how to how to speak to each other and 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 how to kind of make it click for for the the regular person better than anybody else, and um, so a lot of our education is actually kind of ingrained in our community work and and you know what you want to call marketing these days in crypto right so yeah we yeah, try yeah. to we try to push very heavy on that aspect that uh, the community kind of creates the content for itself and then we just help to kind of push it out there for everybody to see and that's kind of our strategy on that no that's important and maybe like i, I mean i'm sure you guys have probably done something similar to this or like you already have something going on but like even just opening up like quote unquote office hours virtually like i think we were talking to thales and they were they were doing something similar where they, they had like office hours just to educate like the community or like maybe just spaces on twitter just to educate people about like how these things work uh, mechanically and like how you know what sort of opportunities there are within the space whether that be hedging compounding income etc uh, but I, I think that's i think that's cool that you guys are thinking about that and i think that's an important part to it because crypto in itself like understanding how it works mechanically is already complicated but i think breaking that down even more into crypto derivatives it just creates that extra layer of complexity so i think it's important education is a really important um, aspect of any sort of crypto derivative not even just options yeah i agree um we do we, we have hosted a couple of open spaces on our discord regarding that i mean Harko is you know he has a lot of fans on our discord because people love how he explains stuff and, you know and they love him for his voice because it's so smooth and very uh, easy to listen to very easy to listen to exactly and you know he just he just explains these things so uh you know smooth brainish like that everybody understands it um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, we, we should probably do, uh, one of those again, cause we haven't done some in a while, but, uh, yeah, we have done those and we are planning on pushing out more like, um, uh, uh, more like, uh, professional made content at some point, but we're not at that stage right now. Um, we think that might come at a, at a later stage, like once all our main products are like finished and, and, and ready to, 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 to be released in production, then we will also um go the route of like releasing our own educational content where we you know uh, add videos and just kind of make it more professional i think yeah, derivate yeah. has a uh, you know just to mention one of our centralized competitors derivate has a pretty good um video course on options and uh yeah the more educational content i think the better i don't yeah, think definitely. there should be competition no. mario is uh mario is doubling down on the if you're listening to this it's early <laughs> yeah i like it uh, yeah I it's that. good go learn learn it there a bit but don't use it and then come over to dopex and use the decentralized <laughs> <laughs> exactly there you go that's yeah. a good strategy <laughs> <laughs> exactly uh, no but it, i think it's really interesting I, I do think it seems like a lot of people will will see it on crypto twitter and they're like oh dopex you know 
Tetra's in there, Tetra Node's in there, should be, you know, it's amazing. And then they just buy some coins and then they join. And then the then they get their uh, baptism into into options. Um, but I wanted to ask you guys too, do you work with Tetranode much? How, how has it been? Um, is he as based in, in real life as he is everywhere else we see him? Um, I think like most of our team has probably independently interacted with him. Um, we don't have, uh, like a, like a group chat. I mean, at least we don't have it. Maybe TZ has it or somebody else, but, um, <laughs> we don't, <laughs> but you know, he is like, He's like constantly active on our Discord, right? So he's talking to the community. He's talking to our uh, our 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 esteemed CEO of the Diamond Peeps. If you guys know know our NFT <laughs> project that we're running, yeah, he's, yeah, exactly. He's, start, he's starting trouble, and you know, so he is very, um, you know, he's probably he's obviously very busy since he's you know managing or helping and advising in so many projects. But uh, I think Dopex is definitely one of his babies one of the ones that are more close to his heart so um yeah he's very active in our community for sure that's what i've seen is is he does he it's it feels like just from seeing his twitter and different stuff like that he has his like finger on the pulse very closely for dopex even though he's yeah. an advisor for so many um so many protocols um you know you always like to think you know dopex is probably his favorite child though right they're like they're all his favorite, but you know, <laughs> Dovix is probably the most favorite. But uh, well, that's what I was. I was kind of curious to. Um, let's see. We had we had a bunch of other questions actually, Steve. If you want to jump in for any of them, I had some more that were more centric for that, but I don't want to jump in too much on that one. Yeah, no, I just. I mean, I'm just like sitting here thinking, and like I'm not sure what the feasibility of this is. Like, uh, I mean, it seems like in this space anything is possible, and if you can think of something at some point, it'll be built out. But like, have you guys thought about? options where the underlying asset is like uh the nft like nft floor price like basically like floor price go up floor price go down bet on that like bet is obviously taboo so i won't say that word ever again but yeah. <laughs> um but have you guys thought of something like that is that something that's even possible mario what can we say at what <laughs> if you guys want to yeah i think i have to step in here and, and pull the card off halco you can't talk anymore <laughs> alpha alert is it <laughs> a little alpha Ooh, alert man, i just perfect. i just okay, released good. alpha on my own without even knowing blink it. blink twice if it's true blink twice you know <laughs> don't say anything if that's uh you know for sure being released in the next month <laughs> and this is where we dox you guys if you don't tell us the alpha no, I'm, just, I'm just i'm just kidding okay yeah. well, uh we'll take that we'll take cool that with what it was yeah would be cool to see. I wonder who will do it. Yeah, it would be an amazing product if somebody was offering something like that. It would be it would be amazing. But but well, I did actually on that note. Well, I was going to actually ask. So, what is it like being a non in the crypto space for you guys? What's your experience been? Are are you guys pseudonymous or um, completely anonymous? Um, I mean, I can just speak for myself here. Uh, so I'm mostly anonymous. I have some people that know me personally, like from you know a couple of years ago when i was still clear more or less um so i'm not really 100 percent undocks but uh yeah i mean the last couple of years i've been pretty much i don't know, just to kind of you know it's just easier to work that way uh, and uh, you know you feel a little bit safer too i'm not gonna lie <laughs> yeah, yeah for definitely. sure i mean i totally understand that because like what uh, you see so many times in this space where you know a project either goes great and everybody loves you and then when it goes poorly or you know the market turns everyone's like you know they just start cursing you and you become the villain and it's terrible and you know like it's it's yeah. so quickly things move in this market yep <laughs> you go that's from true. a uh, very a emotional those people exactly <laughs> a doxed hero to a, a doxed uh, a villain very quickly i think we've seen that with that i was just listening to uh andre andre's one where he's basically no longer on twitter because it's so toxic and the space is crazy and and all that kind of stuff. But what do you guys feel um, if you've seen some of that uh, about crypto regulations? Are you for or against crypto regulations? Would you want it done in a good way? Do you think it's possible to have smart crypto regulations given how the government kind of typically runs? And if I can add another layer to that question too, just like, do you do you believe that this is a, like crypto derivatives, obviously I feel like is a place where I think a regulatory body would want to get involved in quickly. Do you think that that's, is that something that influences, influences your guys' decisions? Um, and I guess like just looking forward to the future, is that something that you guys keep in mind when you make decisions or is it basically just like, 
you know, we're making these choices, making these decisions. And if something steps in later, then we'll adjust. I think that's a good question, right? Because uh, how to say this? It's, it's a very tricky thing because when you, like, if you want to regulate um, in general, right? It, it depends on your point of view because uh, if you mean regulations, uh, then the question is, will this be like regulations for, let's say, USA or for like Europe or for, for which countries? I think the, the problem here is, or maybe not a problem, the challenge is, uh, is um, how to say this? In general, I think in, in like traditional world, a lot of regulations come from the very, very like old thing, which means you need to have a letter of law and you need to have a letter of law to regulate uh contracts and how the contracts are structured and how the contracts are governed settled and how the disputes are settled right that's that's why you want some regulations in the first place so right so you know it all goes back to maybe romance maybe to napoleon maybe back to uh back to uh back to the you know golden bill whichever uh legal zone you're at but but the thing is right that in real life of course if you have two parties entering into some contract you want for this contract to be honored by the other parties of course there are different ways incentives and uh, and ways to make sure that both parties execute uh, honor the obligation and of course there are some penalties if they don't right so that's why we have basically a whole letter of law to make sure that all these contracts are honored and mm -hmm. this is quite interesting, right? Because in crypto, suddenly a lot of these things are gone because things are managed through smart contracts, right? So you have this code is low. Uh, and if you are interacting with a platform, which is a smart contract, then you can see what the contract is doing. And you are always certain that the outcome of the contract you enter into is going to be always the same as intended. So obviously, suddenly you do not have this risk of your counterparty not withholding the obligation, right? You mm -hmm. don't have this risk of like your counterparty cheating on you because everything is coded. Uh, and I think this is interesting because suddenly a lot of lot of things that regulations would usually try to cover, they are already covered by design itself. And if we would think about derivatives, right? Like one of the reasons I would say why there have been many regulations coming up, especially since 2008, right? Because we saw, we saw uh, MIFID 2, we saw Dodd-Frank, we basically saw for all the financial institutions to be kind of forced to size up their legal teams very, very significantly because the obligations on the, for example, reporting side have been incre increased by a lot, right? You are like a regulating body in the US, in the EU, in other countries. You want to have the insight into what uh, large players on the market that may pose systemic risk are doing. Once again, uh, on blockchain by design, uh, this may be already fixed because everyone can check the chain, right? You cannot check, for example, brokers, books, uh, as a as a person like random person you can like walk in ask them hey what's in your books right because <laughs> you cannot you have audits that are being published you have some reporting that goes to the regulators every week every month every quarter but if you are on chain you check the address you see everything it's very very transparent so so everything all the time yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Means exactly you are a regulating body you can just audit any protocol at any time or like if you are not even like regulating body if you like basically average joe you know there is this no level of of information asymmetry so so once again this is like another thing that you see in like real life regulations being pushed which is kind of already covered and once again right it is very easy to identify who may pose that kind of systemic risk to the system right because because it's we are all on the public ledger and uh, and for the same reason uh, and for the same reason we have this basically you know waves of, of 
users taking too much risk getting liquidated punished instantly because you know we do not have a protection <laughs> thing mm-hmm. yeah uh, plus by design in crypto we have no credit it's very very hard to get uh under credit 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 is matthias's favorite subject so yeah. i do love it so i mean it is it is pretty fun but i'm i'm curious if you think there that it's going to get easier and easier for like the average Joe to check the chain. I mean, I know like if you're experienced or you're a dev, it's very easy to, you know, you can check the chain. Um, I wonder how many of people, how many people that like just have their money on Coinbase or something or, mm-hmm. or buying NFTs really can like, you know, do that technical analysis or, or check the chain. Do you think that's going to get easier in the future or is that going to stay probably, about the same? Yeah, maybe probably like some applications, protocols. They need the like audit these. protocol. Yeah, but mm. it's not like the idea is that anyone can do this. So it doesn't mm-hmm. mean that anyone has to do this and anyone need to have a skill to do this. Mm-hmm. But it means you do not need a designated person in the administration that would be allowed to do this, which means if you one day wake up thinking, I would like to be the on-chain auditor, you can be and not, nothing stops you, which means you, there is like no vetting, which means even the most, you know, uh, if you would find uh, you know, a crusader that would be looking to sniff out all the rugs, which would be very, very cool and amazing, then you can do this even now, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you mm-hmm. don't need to get hired by any kind of authority. You can start checking the chain, investigating anytime now. So so once again, basically by design, it is very, very hard to do anything shady on chain because you, you know, most likely someone will come across this. Yeah, somebody's going to write, Zach's going to write a thread about you or something like that if you you do something bad. (laughs) I think we need probably 200 more Zachs, though. I think that's uh, probably about right for just the volume of projects coming out and and all that. Yeah, we need more Zachs. I agree, 100%. (laughs) Zach Dow. When do we do a Zach Dow and just get 10 more, you know? (laughs) Yeah, they just monitor all the projects, just give it a stamp of approval if it passes. Well, it's nice to see stuff being done about it because you do see, you know, I see a thread. Zach puts out a thread every week about this other rug and or these people have, you know, rugged three or nine different times. And they're just like, you know, and I I wonder if people are just like, oh, okay, that's just par for the course. It's all risk on. Um, But, you know, I do feel like options are kind of a conservative mechanism, right? They're more typically for institutions to hedge out risk and. Um, not so much for like DGENs to really just DGEN out, but it does seem well, like that's how it's being used, right? I mean, I would say that it's a conservative, sorry, um, before you, you can answer it. Yeah. I was just going to say, I would say that it's a conservative mechanism, maybe at the institutional level, but I think for most retail investors, it tends to be a, a, another degenerate opportunity. <laughs> Everything's a degenerate opportunity if you try hard enough. Right. People I mean, like, I think the idea, <laughs> I think the idea is that it, has the capability to be both, right? So you have the option yeah. to be, you have the option to, use this mechanism conservatively but you also have the option to use it you know as a means to to basically triple down on on certain investments with great power comes great responsibility kind of exactly stuff. and i mean bringing it back to like the regulatory point too i mean it's like you don't have to bridge the trust gap between like you and a regulatory body with blockchain because everything's available to you like in that moment whenever you want so i think that's kind of the point Hako, that you're speaking on correct me if i'm wrong yeah yeah, I mean, I think it's very there. It's uh, uh, an equal opportunity in crypto, and and that I only see people really call for a lot of regulation or a lot of stuff like that once they've been once they're down. When they lose money, it's like, oh, where's the SEC? Like, why didn't they step in? Like, oh, this should be illegal. And when they're up like a hundred x, then they're like, this is amazing. Please, nobody like IRS, stay far away from here. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like once you get once you get rugged, you want someone to be that. You want someone to be your guardian angel. But like, if you're yeah. not getting rugged, you're like, I don't want anyone to look at this. <laughs> it does tend to, to run that way. Maybe that's. I think. Uh, I think I'm I'm happy or I'm, I'm excited to see the market mature and retail mm-hmm. mature a little bit more because a lot. Um, sometimes in the NFTs and DeFi are coming kind of and are pretty savvy but in the nft space it does seem interesting where a lot of people will look at like a raise or something uh, you know they sell out their nfts and they're like good they should have funding forever like they don't think like oh this is a, a one-year runway this is just the roadmap they're just like good that should be fine and then you know the team has to do a raise again and people are like oh wait what the hell where did all the other money go 
Um, and I'm interested to see how many of these, like how many people do we think in this space realistically can be treasurers or risk management um, for protocols versus how many people are actually available to do that job? Yeah, you know? no, that's a good point. I mean, I, I, you, I think too, looking back at like our last podcast, the theme of the last couple have, has been this like unlocking of liquidity, market market maturation, like all of these things, because, you know, you go back a couple of years and like, there weren't really crypto derivatives, like there wasn't really like NFT lending, there wasn't really like all of these other options for, you know, to quote uh, Russ, like the financialization of, you know, his article is NFTs, but just in general, like the financialization of crypto. And so I, I really like these projects, projects like DopeX that are kind of unlocking that part of the market that hasn't gotten there yet, because I think it provides a stepping stone for the market to mature and become something more complex, but also at the same time, more opportunistic for others. Um, and I think that that's like a really good thing, one. And I think that it's uh, kind of a sign of of the market maturing, like Halka has been saying, like all of us have been saying. So I, I do really like the mm -hmm. project and I think that's it's uh, it's gonna provide a, a great opportunity for a lot of people and a lot of other projects as well. Yeah, it's gonna nice. It's nice to see stuff where people can actually like like a project might be able to use DopeX to to hedge out some risk or have you know um, if they are keeping everything in ETH um, where they may not have had that opportunity before unless they mm -hmm. are sophisticated. Because you know the, the some of the problem with crypto is that people that can do some of these jobs would make way more money than they're possibly paid working for a protocol as well. Mm -hmm. So it's it's just kind of hard. Um, but I think that that is kind of going away as well um, to where people want to work in protocols. They don't want to be, you know, lone wolves, um, lone whales just running around. So uh, it'll be interesting to see where where the mass market can, can kind of take care of, uh, get that kind of safety net, have that care for the protocol. Cool. Well, let's yeah. see. I did want to ask too, um, because we got you guys on here. What is so? What does DopeX kind of do better than any other option protocol? That's a tough one. Um, <laughs> There's so many things, so it's hard to nail. You know, you can always pick your favorite if you want to gloss over a few. <laughs> yeah, give your DopeX, give your DopeX pitch through the comparative the lens. Yeah, um, I probably Halco is probably best to compare products, but uh, you know, for me, I think one of the the outliers when it comes to Dopex is definitely our community and the, the people that, you know, the, the crazy, crazy people that are a part of, of our Discord server. Um, you know, these guys just kind of, I don't know, it's just, I haven't had the uh, pleasure of, you know, being part of something like this or working with people like this before that are so, um, what's the right word here? So, uh, so engaged okay. and so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, so, um, yeah, almost like uh, crazy. No, not crazy. A different word for crazy. Uh, aesthetic or yeah, whatever. You know, they're, they're like, yeah, yeah, ex yeah, exactly. And um, you know, they, they, you know, they, they, they voice their opinion everywhere. You know, on on Twitter, on other discords, on Telegram, wherever. And uh, you know, they always, they're always there for us as well. And um, yeah, I think that's definitely one of the the major things that that sets us apart. That we have our you know, our, not, you know, our dope gangs, what we call them, you know, you can, everybody has, has theirs, but I think ours is, is definitely one of the strongest. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, no, it's, it's funny, bringing it back to the education point that we were speaking on earlier. Yeah. I think the really cool thing about uh, crypto, DeFi, Web3 space is like these Discord communities kind of give an opportunity for education to happen organically rather than like, you know, like if you, if you want to get involved in options, like you kind of have to lean on sort of, options communities like youtube videos etc cetera, etc cetera, for education but when you're part of a community that's building a project or part of a project and they want to see this thing grow like everyone's kind of willing to educate everyone else because you know especially in this case like education means growth education means you know more entrance and i think that that's kind of this like uh let's call it like a community flywheel where like the project can kind of build itself uh, from the education aspect, like people can kind of build their knowledge of the project just from being a part of community and in the process of educating themselves can educate others. Well said, better than I, I did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was thinking like, where else do you get to swim with the whales except for in uh, DopeX, Discord, yes, exactly. something yeah. like that, it's, it's good, yeah. Where else do you have whales like DMing you on Discord? Like it's such a, it is, it is very cool. <laughs> 
it is nice but i was gonna ask you guys too what do you think oh because we were talking about the financialization of nfts um do you think more financial products are going to start appearing around the nft space uh, typically it seems like they're they're kind of segregated out there's nfts and there's DeFi. Without giving away Dopex Alpha. Yeah, without specifically your guys's. But just in general, it seems like there's more um, projects that kind of are trying to link the two together. You know, do you think that's a, a market trend or, or what? It's thinking very carefully. Whoever wants to leak the most Alpha, please take this one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in general, I think uh, definitely, yes, you know, NFTs are um a probably bigger market right now than than DeFi when it comes to to retail users that are in there and um you know a lot of projects are are, are playing with it and uh you know a lot of DeFi projects coming out with their own nft side projects like we are with diamond peppers because i think you know nfts just kind of make it easy for people to maybe grasp some concepts of crypto itself as well and i think um that's why you know these are i see i see nfts as a way to uh, Trojan horse onboard people into Dopex. So that's kind of where we position our, our uh, NFT. Project. I, I agree. I mean, I think it's it's really intelligent for a lot of these DeFi projects to just to, to figure out ways to bridge NFTs to their projects. Um, also, like, I think, you know, with regards to NFTs, like people have a lot, a lot of an easier time grasping buying a jpeg over like strike price you know maturity date uh interest rate like all of these things that kind of come with the financialization of nfts and if they get into nfts first it kind of provides uh the first step for getting into DeFi for any DeFi project that's creating a bridge from the nft space to the DeFi space if that makes I mean, sense i think it would be hilarious to see something where it's like a like a dnd role-playing game or something but it's really options you know like so you're buying you buy like a knight or something and it's like a, a put <laughs> And then you have like, oh shit, a dragon came. You just get wrecked by it. Yeah, kind of like, like how, oh no. Yeah. Kind of like how Thales is gamifying their market. It's yeah, exactly. Like yeah. So you, you you get to play the board and it's like, oh, you won because you had whatever. You know, it's like it it does kind of um, take away the the complexity. And I think uh, making it kind of more palatable for retail is, is probably the name of the game in the short term. Let me think because I got so lost in thoughts that, hmm. <laughs> uh, I, I was like, I, I kind of drifted away when you were talking about the uh, gamification mm -hmm. of, of DeFi because I think I think this is a very interesting topic, which means I know that many people are tackling this. Mm. Uh, and I mean, you know, I I would say why not? Because I think I think if this can be done, maybe it's going to be something that works. Or maybe it doesn't work, right? But but we are not here to judge. And and if people come up with ideas, hey, how about exactly we, we do this way or that way or that way, then I think that's cool. I mean, for for me, I think the most important thing is, and and maybe that's like my kind of personal itch, because Mario has already said that like whenever people come to us, we really 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 do a lot to educate them. We do not mm -hmm. want people you know to obviously we are with derivatives protocol and derivatives are slightly more complex instruments uh which means we really want to have uh the users be aware of what they are doing how they are interacting because this is like very very important to us and, and the thing is that i would say that in, in maybe this is something that in general maybe would require you know more work across the whole DeFi is but a lot of kind of maybe protocols would still I think they still there is a lot of work to be done you know on, on the risk side unlike the explanation of what is the upside uh, mm -hmm. of, of doing various things right because you know DeFi likes to advertise uh, you know six digit APY but no one really <laughs> wants to advertise the risks behind this APY or mm -hmm. where does it come from and then I think you know for us we're like well of course you can you can uh, you know you can uh, if you if like you know if market moves your way but of course you can generate crazy good returns but but of course you are taking a risk right so, so here you win here you lose and, and I and I really really think that you know that there is a lot of lot of lot of uh, maybe people like 
overlook risk too much or, or maybe there is not enough education so, mm -hmm. so i think it would be good good to see more of this yeah no everyone's kind of looking for a free lunch but there's really no such thing as a free lunch in the in <laughs> anywhere that you're anywhere you're making money if you're making yeah. money someone else is making a little bit more <laughs> six digit apy comes with six digit risk it's like yeah exactly <laughs> I think it would be interesting. I think there is a point that I, I would I'd love to get Helco's to or, or Mario as well. But um, I asked people too, like when we're onboarding new participants, would we into the market in, in the crypto and everything in general like this? Would we rather have everybody in the market, even if they're not educated, or would we rather have a smaller number, let's say twenty crypto, but they're all sophisticated, you know? And let's say one percent of the, the population is sophisticated at this point. Would we rather have, you know, 20% sophisticated, but only them in the market? Um, or would we rather have everybody and just, you know, uh, soften it or, or uh, make it an easier learning curve or something like that? Or where they don't even know what's going on, they're just kind of clicking buttons. Yeah, like a smaller, sophisticated audience versus an unsophisticated, larger audience. Which one do you guys think is more important? Mm, if you had a magic wand and you could just bring them right into DeFi, what, which one <laughs> would you rather have? <laughs> um. I mean, for me personally, I think, um, you know, it, I mean, you always have to start somewhere. And I think, uh, you know, if I, if I would have waited to get into the space, you know, before I've learned everything and I felt comfortable or that understood, I mean, I'd still understand everything, you know? And so, I mean, why, I mean, but, but why should I not participate in this? Right. It's, I don't know. That, that's kind of how I see this. And I think, the more people are in this, the better. And, you know, a lot of people learn by doing and learn by using these protocols. You know, that's kind of what I am. I, I don't I don't really learn that much by reading. I need to use things. I need to be in the weeds and then and, and try it out, you know, and, and that's how I learn. And um, I think that uh, most people probably tick like this as well. And, you know, I would probably prefer just bring everybody in now and then they can learn by doing and, you know, there's a lot of educational content out there, um, uh, you know, but most people are not even aware of our space, right? Yeah. You know, so yeah, the two things you know, kind of lend lend to each other, right? Like an unsophisticated, bigger audience gives a greater opportunity for people to become sophisticated, and a smaller, yeah. sophisticated audience gives a greater opportunity for them to, you know, create sophisticated participants. Yeah, exactly. Cool. And what do you think, Helco? Yeah. yeah, I think it's like within the DeFi ethos, right? That it's like, you know, equal opportunities, but maybe not equal results. But I think that definitely I'm all in for no gatekeeping, which means if you if you if you want to try to use then then exactly you should go for it. But I also think that I mean how to say this this is pretty much a community responsibility. And and I, and I think this is what we do and we strive to do is to make sure that new users they are educated first which means if you are new then then you should come if you should try but also there is responsibility on all the protocols to make sure that these new users are educated and they are not misled and they are aware of what they are doing what could be like you know pitfalls because of course if you are like if you are not treating your users fairly, then you are going to discourage them from DeFi, and this way no more people will, would come, right? But if you if you really care about your users and uh, you help them learn the ropes, then they would onboard more people. So it's really really all about organic growth, right? So so mm -hmm. if you are here for the long term, right, then your best bet is to is to have like as many users as possible but at mm -hmm. the same time make sure that you treat them well and you treat them fairly so so yes yeah, so i'm i'm definitely up for you know no gatekeeping and it would be you know definitely very very cool to have every single user is welcome right because one day you may be unsophisticated right but you still learn and suddenly mm -hmm. few months later you, you know you suddenly become a more sophisticated user or maybe you are just a kind of a guy that doesn't really need to use all these protocols because maybe you just need DeFi for you know one, two, three, four, five things, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe maybe that's all you need to do. So so I also think right that we shouldn't be expecting all the people to know all the protocols. 
And I think that's kind of like pitfall, right? Because if you have been there, let's say, year and a half ago, <laughs> and when you like go back to even like late 2020, then mm-hmm. in order to like master whole DeFi, you just needed to know how like maybe five or like seven protocols work, right? Because yep. you know you had like Ave Compound, Yen, uh, Uni Sushi, um, DYDX, uh, um, what else? Pickle. If I missed someone, sorry guys. But but you know what I mean. Snubbing uh, <laughs> like, you know, like, anybody not mentioned. He he hates you if you weren't mentioned. <laughs> no, it's, it's like you know, just straight left from the top of my of my head, right? You just wanted a platform to, to borrow land. You wanted a platform to swap. So you wanted to platform, uh, of course, curve. You wanted the platform to do this for you. Uh, so you had stable swaps on Kurth, you had swaps on Uni and Sushi, you had landing on Avant Compound, you had strats farming out the compounding on Yen, on Pickle, um, and only then, right, more uh, sophistication started to come in. But, but to be honest, like back then, you know, if you just followed what was happening in these protocols, you were like able to track, you know, 80% of DeFi. So it was quite easy mm-hmm. you know, to master mm-hmm. DeFi very quickly. And right now, and right now, you know, everyone is trying to to build something new, to, to add more to the ecosystem. I don't really think it's it's possible to to right now know what's happening. Yeah, get a grasp on everything. There's, yeah. there's too many things that are going on right now. But I, I think that is, I mean, in my mind, that does sound like the best way to get the most amount of people on is, is build a strong, helpful, enthusiastic community and then just mm-hmm. push as many people as possible to then try it out. Um, and then let the community help them out. It's like, you know, put throwing yourself into the deep end, but the community is your flotation device. You know, yeah. they will help you learn to swim and keep your head above water in the options uh, market. Um, and then if you, once you get your, your handle there, then it's good. Um, but I think people discount how much the community really uh, makes that workable. Because if you just push people into the deep end of the pool and there's no community, it doesn't work out. Yep. Right. Yeah, definitely. And I think... Well, cool. Community is always a great way to, to too. So, but um, yeah, I just want to say like thank you guys for joining Mario Halco. You guys are great. Uh, everything you guys talked about, we 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 really like the product. We like the project. I think you know it's going to do great things for the space. So first of all, I just wanted to thank you guys. Mm-hmm. Second of all, I just wanted to say like keep building, and you know a year down the line, even a couple of months down the line, we'd be happy to have you guys on again and talk about you know where Dopex is at then. Yeah, I'm excited for all the stuff you guys didn't talk about too. I yeah. think that's the most thing. And you know, the alpha wanna... that I leaked. In time, <laughs> oh, no, in time, Thuris, in time. <laughs> Perfect. I'm just hoping that you'll share it with us. You know, come on the pod to let us know about it. You know. <laughs> yeah, definitely. That sounds good though. Yeah, Thank any so any alpha leaks you guys want to do, just come right up on the pod and link it with us. Yeah, honestly, honestly, for alpha leaks, all you have to do is uh, chill in our uh, general chat, and then TZ will drop the alpha bombs whenever he he feels to. So that's actually the best way of never missing anything. Yeah, you know? uh, he's like your guys' is Raijin. We have yeah, <laughs> Raijin, one of the co-founders at Shogun War, does the same thing. Yeah, so dropping alpha all the time. Yep. <laughs> yeah, perfect, perfect. Well, thanks again, guys, for uh, sure. for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having us, guys. It was a pleasure. Yeah, of course. And one more alpha, guys. Like final oh, yeah. alpha league. Final alpha. Know, stay tuned and read and read all the leaks and news of the Atlantic options. Like, like really, stay on track because it's going to be nice. And you don't want to miss this. So this is the alpha league. Yeah. Yep. Hell yeah. Leaks, you listen. Yep. There we, we go. That. Well, we love to hear that. And uh, again, guys, thank you and and appreciate your guys' time. Thank you. Take care, guys. Bye. Yeah, of course. Bye, guys.